Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the 10 Years and Counting podcast. I have Samantha Jones on the podcast. Hi, hi, everybody. You're also a fellow podcaster. I am. I have a podcast called Sexed and the City, which is a modern take on sex in the city. Nice. And I, I'm not going to ask you who do you usually relate to more because that's your segue or like your <laughs> beginner. That's kind of cool. So what got you into podcasting? I'm just curious before we start. It was basically um, the past more than a decade of my life. People commented on my name and how I have the same name as a character on Sex and the City. And so for a while, I had been thinking about doing a play on it as kind of a ha-ha joke. Um, and podcasting seemed like an easy thing to kind of do with it. So I decided to start the podcast and relook at Sex and the City and how it plays with modern dating times. Cool. So I'll definitely make sure to put, do you like prefer people finding it on Apple or Google Play or I'm assuming they're on most I'm on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and then for behind the scenes, you can follow me on Instagram. Cool. Alrighty, I'll definitely put that in. Uh, so today we're actually gonna be talking about chemistry, which I know you did an episode on, or sort of similar, correct? No. Maybe. I, I feel like I've done like 20 episodes, but right. I feel like it's been 200, and I right. can't even remember what they've been. Right. Like, I remember I was talking with someone yesterday. It's like, oh, what was the ghosting episode about? It's like, spoke about ghosting. I don't remember what we really spoke about because I recorded it two years ago. Or it's very much ago. like record onto the next one right. and kind of keep it moving. Right. So it's really interesting. The reason I wanted to do this topic was because one of the things I realized or earlier on is that when I might go out with someone for like, like let's say we went on like two or three dates, they always said, oh, I don't feel a connection there. And I always felt like, what does that mean? Because sort of I can like understand like if I start a new position or I meet someone new, I don't really assume that we're going to find either chemistry or a connection right away sort of like something that takes a specific time to reach i don't know if you like agree with that or sort of like how's your approach when you're meeting someone new or i do think there can be chemistry on a first date where you can kind of really hit it off with someone but i once got the advice before about you should always if you're on the fence where maybe you do like them, maybe you don't, it wasn't terrible, it wasn't great, go on the second date because there's the biggest change in people and letting their guard down between the first and the second date. Right. So I kind of take it as that, and then from the second date, maybe you have a better idea. Right, because I feel like especially when you first meet someone or anyone, you sort of always have your guard up. You're and supposed it, to be on your best behavior right, with your first date. Right, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, I can do it. How, how much of my true self can I be without it being... Like, how many jokes do I make before it's like, oh, you're just all jokes, aren't you? And um, I feel like that's that's always been my specific thing. It's like, I do use humor a lot, but it's always more... Do I use, Should I use too much humor on a first date? Because then it might like seem that I'm not taking it seriously. Or that's always been like my balance of or sort of like my confusion on like first date sometimes i definitely try to portray myself as i think i am for the most part maybe slightly more behaved mm. but i have a 
pretty sarcastic personality, Same. so I think people should see that up front. Right. Oh, that's a um, good point. I get on little tangents for like two minutes, so I'll probably do that <laughs> at some point about something ridiculous. I, you know, I do that all the time. It's always like the weird thing about having a podcast is like, all right, how do I keep a conversation going when I end up going on a tangent myself? But like, I like the same thing on a date. It's sort of like, okay, cool, we spoke about one thing. It's like, how did I end up here? Yeah. Um, oh, have you ever heard this? Um, so I read this earlier. Um, there's this like rule where you have to spend 50 hours with someone in order to be a casual friend, and it takes 200 hours to be a close friend. I have not heard that. Yeah, it was a it was like a random article I found when I was like trying to figure out how to talk about this topic, and I feel like, well, I, I understand like friend is a different category, but taking 50 hours to sort of become a casual friend, that seems like, oh, do I equate that same thing with dating? Or that 50 hours seems like a long time to understand if I want to be, I guess, date someone, and then, but I then use it 200 hours for a relationship. Ooh, that's a good point. I don't know. I feel like 50 hours, I feel like before 50 hours is up, you would know. Right, exactly. If that person is something you would be interested in pursuing someone with, that you have right. chemistry with. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I would hope that no one en ends up actually timing all of their dates. It's like, all right, just 20 hours to go to find. Like, no, I feel like you would know that. But I thought it was a interesting sort of dynamic to sort of include. And I wouldn't say like much in the dating part. I think more in the, of the relationship part. Maybe like 200 hours for a relationship. Yeah. I think that probably seemed more in line. Yeah, than the 50. Yeah. Right. All right, I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. Um, oh, there's, so there's like different types of chemistry. So there was four, and then a friend of mine mentioned the fifth one, which I sort of found intriguing. So the first one is like physical. I think most people assume that it meant more sexual. I also like think of like physical more like hugs and like PDA. Like if someone really enjoys P you know, like PDA or holding hands and the other person doesn't, that can be a little bit wary. So that's different than sexual? Well, I think physical can mean more than one thing. Like okay. I'm not saying like sexual is definitely part of it, or, but I think also it's like the other parts of physical, not just like sex. I don't think that makes any sense. What are the other ones? Okay, the other ones is emotional. So sort of like feeling at ease with someone or comfortable being yourself. Uh, spiritual, which is like more like having like similar beliefs, but not fully into religious. And then the fourth one is intellectual, which is sort of like level of education, uh, open to discussing different ideas and then challenging each other's beliefs or encouraging learning. Okay. And the physical, yeah, sort of like can't keep your hands off each other, want to be close, spend a lot of intimate time together, and also sign of emotional romantic connection. Do you think there's ones you have to have for it to become a relationship over a friendship? Mm -hmm. Because intellectual, I think you can have that in your friends. Right. And it's a nice trait for a partner yeah. to have chemistry with someone. Right. But is it necessary? Hmm. 
Okay, I don't think intellectual is necessary. I think that's like a plus. I would say it's an added benefit. For yeah. Sure. But I feel like if you're, if it's like more of like a romantic relationship, you would definitely need more. I think it would make more sense to look more at like the physical and emotional. I think emotional would be important. Yeah. For the spiritual, I don't know if it would be, like you were saying, not necessarily like yeah. beliefs, yeah. like hard beliefs, but I yeah. think it's important to be on the same page with a future with someone, kind of. Right. Like, I, I don't know if this would really count as spiritual, but it's sort of like, or like beliefs can go like either way. Like, let's say, for example, someone, their belief is that they don't want to have kids, which I don't know if that's really a belief, but it's more like a thought process. But if someone doesn't agree with that, I can see that as sort of like a... Yeah, I think yeah. that would probably fall into that category. Yeah. I kind of think you have to have the physical one for a relationship to have chemistry with someone. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, one is more important than the other. I think it's always interesting to see, like, which ones people gravitate to more. But it doesn't mean that... But, yeah, I, I like, looking back at it, yeah. Like, at least emotional and physical are, like, the top two that you would sort of look at. And then, like, the other two are sort of, like, an added benefit. Or sort of... Those would be, like, more of your, I guess, deal breakers or... yeah. What was the fifth one your friend added? Oh, aspirational chemistry. So it's sort of like more like having the same level of ambitious life goals or someone who is supportive of your career goals. I don't know if that really would go similar to spiritual, but I thought it... I, I remember, I think I was talking about this with someone yesterday where they were asking if someone doesn't have any goals to sort of continue, you know, like further themselves up in their career. Is that a deal breaker or not? I so would I almost like, lump that into intellectual though. Mm, aspirational? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One of the things I always noticed in dating apps, or at least profiles, is when someone says they want to find someone who likes to have a lot of their same similarities. So, like someone who likes to hike or travel or... And I've never really understood if it's really that important for someone to have the same interest or at least be open to trying those interests. Because I sort of... Like sort of to like bring those up in your profile, I don't know if that's sort of like... Making it a necessity to have those same interests or more like, cool, well this is who I am as a person. But they're putting it out there as a deal breaker. No, like they just put it on their profile. So like I do this or I'm looking for someone that has who also does the same things as I do. Well, yeah, I mean, like if they put it out there, is it a deal breaker for them if someone doesn't share those interests? Right. That's sort of like the question. Um, I don't know. I've, I've never really fully understood that. Well, I guess like if, if you just say, hey, these are my interests, cool. But if you say you're looking for someone... Yeah. That so sort of like cool if someone doesn't hit all of these categories, is that like a deal breaker? I don't think it should be a deal breaker as long as someone you're with is like willing to try them and still experience them sometimes with you. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point because like I always like mention that I like baseball, but I'm not in the lookout for someone to actually like baseball because sort of like I know baseball is not is 
not one of the most popular sports. It's usually like, like football or basketball. Despite like, the fact that it's called America's pastime. Exactly. Well, keyword is pastime, not present time, I guess. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, sort of in that same aspect where, okay, cool. If like for that, it's sort of like I don't, I put that out there as like a interest, not like a you need to have that same interest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then that also goes back to sort of different aspects where is having the same interest really chemistry or is that just more of a hold on what's the term oh like trying to find someone that you you're highly compatible with I think it's more compatible than chemistry mm. so I don't see how enjoying hikes together can be Chemistry. chemistry right it seems more compatibility but do you think that people confuse compatibility with chemistry if someone if like people have similar interests like oh my god he likes you know he or she likes this this or this i think people confuse their checklist mm. of what they want in a partner right for chemistry when really it's you have a checklist to see if you think someone's compatible with you and i think it's totally different than actually having chemistry with someone right like I think people always assume then like extroverts can always get along, like only have to date extroverts, and that's not usually the case. Like usually, extroverts can bring the best out of introverts and vice versa. Yeah, for like Sex in the City, for example, Charlotte falls in love with someone who is everything that is not on her checklist of what she wanted in the perfect mate, mm -hmm. but they have such crazy chemistry together that it works. And so I think it's kind of putting aside your mentality of what you think you want and being open to kind of experiences. So, so sort of like the, and I feel like that happens a lot, like not only in TV shows, but in real life. So. It's sort of like then the goal is not to always go based on your checklist or sort of like use it as a idea of what you're looking for but don't put the checklist as the end all be all i think it's fine to have stuff that you are looking for uh like shared beliefs could be mm -hmm. on your checklist which could be important like right. going back to if you both want kids or not that's kind of a big deal right but i don't I think people get too specific with it, and I think that's kind of where they start actually killing the chemistry that they could have with somebody, where they start analyzing. I don't like they cut their toenails on the couch, and that's a deal breaker when that should not be a deal breaker. Right. I was telling my friend that Bumble has this option where you can like have specific filters. So you can filter out like based on what you're looking for. And I remember he then said, like, well, isn't, aren't you sort of like then cutting your options in a way but well, I guess like if it's something as important as not wanting kids then in that aspect where there, there is that option then you're yes you are cutting off a bunch of other people that are technically open for kids wants kids or has kids and wants more or etc then in that aspect isn't it like a good thing I guess to sort of narrow that down if you're really adamant on that I think it's fine if you're really adamant on that. Right. I think people do have values that are important to them. And if you inherently disagree on something, there's probably not going to be much chemistry there. Right. 
and I, and and even if there is chemistry, I guess like in that aspect, this sort of, I guess long term, one of you is going to have to sort of bend your rule or belief. Yeah. Which can get always get tricky. Can, can be tricky in the long run. Agree. Mm, oh, um, do you think like sense of familiarity plays a huge factor? What do you mean? So, like, I do understand, like, because I've been on my share of dates, so I do understand, like, if you, when you, like, first get, you're first on a date, and you just sort of feel like either you're leading the conversation or vice versa, that can sort of feel, I guess you can, like, sort of see that as not a great date, but then if you guys are both sort of, like, in this back and forth, you see, I don't really know what that really means. Sense of like familiar, familiarity as much as like, oh, we're kicking off this date well. That's not, I guess like, does that really indicate chemistry or just sort of like good banter? I think it can be a sign of good chemistry. Mm. But I think you could also leave the day and think, wow, they're a great person. I had such a good time. I'd really like to set them up with one of my friends. Right. Like, I've gone on a date before with someone, and I'm like, oh, they're nice. They're a good guy. I think they'd be perfect for so-and-so. Right. But because, like, I personally didn't feel any chemistry with them, mm -hmm. but also I don't even know how to bring that up with someone. Right. After a date, after one date. <laughs> I know. That was going to be my next question. Did you actually, like, tell that person, hey, I don't see this going in her but I know someone that you might like yeah I didn't do it because <laughs> I just kind of like fell apart but uh fair um, oh definitely I did want to ask this I'm glad I caught this was uh how long should someone wait for chemistry to hit something like right away first date first two or three maybe two I think for a complete stranger, maybe you have an indication after two dates if you do think that you could be interested or become interested. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting in a sense, you could have friends that you've been friends with for years and then all of a sudden they realize they have feelings for each other and that there has been chemistry all along. Right. So I think it could be different in that aspect. I think that's like the, I guess the crazy thing with online dating is sort of like yes the idea you guys either swipe the right or liked because you can do that on on hinge is not really swiping um yeah you barely know this person so like to have sort of those expectations on like a first or second date is sort of interesting when like some people i know who have well i guess it's different because they didn't meet on an online dating app but they were friends for like a year or two and then ended up becoming you know like ended up in a relationship so it's sort of like I think I think it's just more of like the concept that sure we're anyone can like go on an online date but to then to like set up the expectations that within like one or two dates it's sort of we're going to be able to know each other enough to but then again like I I guess then the sorry uh oh so leading into that was if, if you're like meeting someone for like first couple of dates 
are you looking for like dating material or relationship material? I think that differs for everybody, kind of, if you're in the stage of your life, what you are looking for. Right. So I think chemistry matters in different ways, depending on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If you're just out for a hookup, you probably only care about the physical, whereas you have, if you want more, then you probably are looking for physical and emotional, and then maybe the spiritual also. So right. I think it depends. Whoops. Well, um, oh, hold on. Oh, the light's all the way over there. It's fine. All right. So if you're looking for someone specifically on dating material, I guess that sort of then lends differently if you're looking for a relationship. So does then that differ what you're looking for on those first couple of dates comparably? Or is it still the same? I guess it's sort of like my... Like if you're looking for a hookup versus a relationship? Well, no, I guess like... Because like with dating material, I guess that sort of then depends on your... Yeah, I guess that question does get confusing. But I mean, if you're just looking to date and then figure out what you want from that person, would be different, I guess, if on the first date your your mindset is relationships. So, hmm. Sorry, now I'm just thinking of my actual question. <laughs> um, hmm. So. So like if my mindset is going into like dating is for a relationship, do I then look for a connection a lot? I guess like the question is if you're going for a relationship compared to just dating and seeing where things go, does does that like differ when it comes to looking for chemistry? Or is it still like the same? Because I guess if you do like someone or you feel that bond with someone after like a date, it sort of might change your mindset along the way. I think people that are looking for a relationship and feel a sense of urgency might want to take it a little quicker as to first or second date, is there anything there? Like, Mm -hmm. if not, no, I don't feel it yet, done. They don't want to waste their time. But I think someone who is interested in a relationship but is kind of not in a rush, open to see where things go, might be fine waiting until like date six to see if they feel any chemistry. Right. And I feel like that's happened occasionally, I guess, I don't know if you've asked like early on, but like, I guess if you ask someone what they're looking for, that sort of then helps gauge the expectations. Yeah, and I guess, I guess that's where Bumble kind of comes in because mm-hmm. you can put it as the options, like right. you said. But then you filter people out if right. you are kind of being too strict with it when you would be a little more open. Right. So it's sort of like I know Bumble has those options of like, what are you looking for? And it's either don't know yet, something casual, relationship, and marriage. So if you are looking for something casual, I guess it does make sense that you just only look for casual but that could also change and also don't know yet can sort of differ based on the person don't know yet sounds like a cop-out oh yeah that's why i don't like that option it's sort of like no i guess you you do know you just don't want to i would say 
that probably means something casual. Yeah, because then it's sort of like the same thing I was telling my friend. I think on Hinge, there's an option for open for kids or open to kids. And I sort of like that can also get tricky because if someone doesn't want kids compared to someone who wants kids, open means what? Oops, sorry. No, no, you're good, you're good. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but, oh, so, so yeah. So like the whole um, being like open to kids can also be tricky because if you're someone who's adamant on either or, someone who's open can eventually change to not wanting kids and then wanting kids. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that one's tricky too. But yeah, I, I think that's sort of, and it's always interesting because I know I haven't really done that as much, but I've, in some cases, I've tried setting expectations earlier on. So I know one of the things I've done is like, cool, I'll tell, I'll put on my profile, I have a podcast, because I know that's going to be asked about. So, and then I'm like, oh, so what's your podcast about? It's about dating relationship topics. And then I'll sort of then like lend into the idea of, then they'll ask what type of topics. So I would choose topics that I would want to have that conversation on. So sort of like deal breakers or setting expectations are one of my favorite episodes. It's like, oh, so what are your thoughts on that? And that, and that sort of leads to sort of having conversations based on what either person is looking for. So sort of like might as well gauge the person as soon as possible. So sort of you get like an idea of what, not saying like what are you getting into, but sort of if this person is adamant on this one thing, then I sort of don't want to feel like I'm wasting their time. Yeah. And you just use the podcast topics to kind of direct that conversation. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but I feel like it does get, I, it, it has gauged interesting conversations on first dates. I'm sure. I, I, I'm not going to say they all end up leading to, I mean, some do lead to like second or third dates, but at least in that end, they don't really feel like it's sort of just, it like fields of questions I feel like people avoid. Mm-hmm. So I might as well just put them out there. Yeah, to not sort of, waste people's time. Right. Which I, I also do hate that. I, I, I do hate that statement because it's sort of like, it's not really all wasting time at the end of the day, but I guess like once the older you get, you're more specific on what you're looking for. So like I guess in your 20s, it doesn't really feel like wasting time. But then if, you, if you're in your 30s and you want kids, you're going to be a little bit more adamant of... Yeah. Finding someone who agrees with wanting kids or getting married eventually or et cetera. I always think of it as I could have saved the makeup and worn sweatpants and why am I here? <laughs> oh, I think that's the worst part if you feel that way during a date. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also like a great indicator. Girls have to get ready more than guys, so it's Fair. like a thing. And it's like if I took my time getting ready and this is awful. Right. Mm. Oh, and then another one was, oh, what was it? Crap. Do you believe that first impressions are the only impressions that matter? No. I think it's a little hard. Okay, in dating, meeting off a dating app, Yeah. 
I kind of think, yeah, that might be the impression that matters mm -hmm. because it's very possible like you don't get a second chance. But right. in life, I would say no. Yeah, it's sort of like a thing that only counts in like dating and interviews where first impressions exactly. really matter. Yeah, no, one of my best friends, I hated her when we met. <laughs> um, but yeah, you make a bad impression on a first date. It's kind of hard to redeem yourself. It's really yourself. hard to come back yeah. from that. It's sort of like, I guess, a, and that's why I always sometimes tell people that like interviews and date, first dates are pretty similar. Because you sort of going are going based on like a resume or I guess at this point is a profile. Yeah. And, Cool, you have like this hour or two, well, interviews aren't really two hours or so, but like let's say an hour or so to sort of, you know, lead the conversation and sort of, okay, cool, based on this meeting, do I want to see this person again or hire this person? Yeah, exactly. Do you make it to round two? Right. Oh, snaps. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, I think, did we ever talk about confusing common interest with chemistry? Yeah, yeah compatibility with yeah. chemistry. Right. Oh, so I, I saw this chart um, from Mark Manson. He had this article where he was like breaking down compatibility and chemistry and sort of then using like a chart where it was sort of like low compat compatib compatibility and high chemistry which is sort of then like the, it feels right, but you know it's wrong. Cause sort of like you feel like you have good chemistry, but you guys aren't that compatible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can sort of see that. And then the other one was low compatibility and low chemistry, which is like there's no intimacy and just pretty much you have a lot of basic conversations. Yeah, that seems pretty bad to you. Yeah. Then there's low chemistry and high compatibility, which is boring and just pretty much comprised of like, like converse, like random conversations or like Netflix and. That sounds like marriage after twenty years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. That was immediately what I went to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. Uh, I guess chemistry does decrease as marriage comes along. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And then I blame I, it on the kids. Yeah, that too. Also, that means then if you guys don't have kids, the chemistry Maybe should it always be mm, interesting. I can see that. And then the last one is obviously a high of both, which is pretty much the great balance of intimacy and practicality. Which I guess that. That's the dream. Yeah. Now, does one? Do you feel like one matters more than the other? Like compatibility and chemistry, or or you would at least want a little bit of both. I think you need both. Mm. I think it's just kind of a disaster waiting to happen if you only have, even if you have great chemistry with somebody. I think you have to be compatible on some levels because I think then that's just passion and that can easily crash and burn. Because mm. I think it goes back to being compatible seems like the long term aspects. Yeah. Like what to do when maybe your relationship is having a downturn in chemistry. Yeah. Which it can turn back up, but I think you still have to be compatible with someone to kind of want to work on it. Right, because I guess also like compatibility isn't just more, I guess it's not really the, 
would compatibility be more like if we're going back to the uh, types of chemistry would be more like spiritual and intellectual and then like the chemistry is more the emotional and physical yeah I think so you just cracked the code that, yeah <laughs> that seems to align pretty well yeah <laughs> Because I guess that makes sense because when I had here, compatibility was like lifestyle choices and values and similarities. And that sort of does match in with like spiritual and like intellectual to the yeah, point. And exactly. then like obviously chemistry is like the emotional connection, dopamine increases, and then like the whole talking all day and et cetera, which is sort of like more in line towards emotional and physical. Yeah. Hmm. I did not expect to crack that code. That's great. <laughs> I guess this is, I don't know if this is more like of a you question, but now I'm curious what other people think about this because I'm going to have to do it now on Instagram. Like, I need to do a poll on this. But do you usually view a first date as an actual date or just sort of like a gauging the person? So I had this conversation recently with a couple girls and we were trying to decide why no one asks you out on a date now? It's always, do you want to grab drinks? Damn it, I say that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I started wondering if I've ever even been on a date at this point. Have I just, or am I just meeting for drinks so people can gauge me? Is it even a date? Right. It's probably an interview more than it's anything. It's an interview. Else. It's yeah. not a date. So, like, let's it's see, like based on your profile, you said this, this, and this, or, huh, that's. Wow, have dates become interviews now? Hmm. But if someone asks you to dinner, is that them asking you on a date? So is there I've, a difference in dinner and drinks? I think there is, because I remember, I think this has happened a couple of times where if I've, like I went to go watch a movie with a friend, so it wasn't a date, and I was meeting up with a date after the movie. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be hungry. So I was like, hey, do you wanna like grab food and drinks? And they're like, uh, and they and she was she decided to be to go cool. Can we do drinks first, and then if all goes well, we'll like grab dinner too. It's like oh, okay. So and I think that's why some people always then. All right, I guess since men are the one usually um, initiating the date, it's easier for them to say drinks because if they've said dinner, some people would say then oh no that because i guess like dinner implies more time together so i think yeah. it's also like the same point it's like well with drinks it's like yeah i guess we could grab a drink or two and you if i'm feeling that one drink in right. half an hour exactly and be done right because i know my friend has done that where she's like hey how did the day go it's like yeah i grabbed the drink and he said if i wanted a second one but i don't really see this going anywhere so yeah i it's sort of like people always have an escape plan if they don't if the date isn't going well after a specific amount of drinks i would because if you do dinner you're in for like two hours right at least. exactly so i guess like with the with that aspect, you know, making it grab drinks makes it, or coffee, well, like coffee is only one cup of coffee unless someone's having multiple cups of coffee on a date, but at least with drinks, it it leads the, hey, so it's kind of interesting because you sort of like let the bartender then decide on that, because they'd be like, hey, would you guys like another drink? And then it's sort of like, hmm, if I say no, does that mean this date is done? 
So. Yeah, if you yeah. say no. Yeah. Or. No, just I'm just do. not much of a drinker, so I really like right. don't like to do more than one drink anyway. Right. And it's I and I've told people like, hey, if you want to have another drink, that's fine. I just like I'm not going to. Mm. Like I'm fine to hang out. I don't have anywhere to be. Okay, so if someone said, hey, I'd like to take you out on a date. We're in they... new territory. No one's ever said this to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm giving you a hypothetical that has okay. not happened. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess. Cool. So are you then expecting that date to last longer than usual drinks? If it's specifically called a date? Yes. Yeah, if it's called a date... I would think I'm in for at least an hour and a half of time. Okay. So that's at least possibly dinner or or brunch, I guess. I don't know. Depending on the day of the week. Drinks feels like a pre-screening to a date. Right. Oh, so then... Huh, hmm. So then first dates aren't really... Wow. I, hmm. Interesting. I'm trying to think when's the last time I had a first date that wasn't just drinks now. I never, well, like I said, I did offer dinner, but someone said, mm, let's, take it, let's take it slower, I guess. So I guess like first dates are really screeners before the actual date. Yeah. I've had very few first. Dinners? First dinners where mm. food is involved, yeah. Mm. Interesting. If at this point we're going to consider first dates pre-screeners, does that then does that lend to then wanting to find chemistry a little bit differently then, or trying to find a connection on a first date? If like a first date is technically more of a so, I guess I guess the point I guess now of like pre-screeners is, am I comfortable with this person? Yeah. I think it's could there be chemistry here? Right. Okay. So it's, I think that's the question for the for the screening. Mm. And maybe sometimes there is chemistry from that interaction. Right. I but I think it's kind of a gauge for the potential. Okay. Mm, okay, that does make sense. So hmm. that does align things differently now. I don't know. I've always thought of. You have just changed my mindset. <laughs> or at least sort of like now, sort of, I guess like now just like looking at, at it as a whole. And I think that's the reason why, like just sort of like bringing it back to the top of why I wanted to do the episode was because when people always ask, how do you feel about the first date? So I'm like, I don't, I mean, I enjoyed spending time with this person, but I can't gauge if, I'm, 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 I'm always, well, I guess because it's sort of like I'm not gung-ho in finding a relationship quickly from meeting someone. So it's sort of, it goes back to then the, do I feel comfortable with this person? Do I feel like there's a sense of familiarity with this person? And then how's like, I guess then like if I take, especially with like with my sense of humor, like how do they take my specific sarcasm? Because if I like make a sarcastic joke and they're like, okay, it's like, oh no, well. That's pretty much half my half my conversations are sarcasm. So if that's not leaning this way, I guess it sort of takes into account of 
how this might be longer term? I think it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning as to how if you're, if the first date wasn't good, wasn't bad, you go on the second. Mm -hmm. So then I think it kind of goes back to saying our first date is actually a screening and then you make it to the second date, which is actually the real first date where people bring more of themselves. Right. Because I've definitely noticed where, like, at least towards end of dates, they feel a lot different than the beginning. Because sort of like the beginning, you're sort of, hey, nice to meet you. And sort of, I guess. And then usually, like, the first couple of questions are always more like fluff questions, like, how was your day? Or, like, well, like, I guess at some point, if you haven't talked about what you do for work at that point, it's sort of worth that would come up or come yeah. up. So it's sort of like then, okay, do you have siblings? And sort of you, you get through like the more fluff questions before you get into the actual more, I guess, intimate, not intimate, but like more gauging the person. Yeah, exactly. Which makes sense because if you think about it, that's sort of like the same way with interviews. You always start off with, oh, run me through your resume. And then like after that, it's sort of, you guys talk about the position, the company, and etc. Yeah. Hmm. I've never really thought about like how. Like I've always joked around saying that interviews were like first dates, but like until like talking about it like this, it sort of makes sense. Like all of it now. Yeah. Hmm. I went through all of my points faster than I expected. Um, oh, no, I don't want to really ask that question. Oh, so it wasn't, I don't really have much out of this. It was just sort of like, I, I usually write all of my notes on bullet points. But then when I look back at it three weeks later, it's sort of, I don't know what this means. So this one was like, oh, can, No. Oh, can like someone grow into love or out of lust? Which I guess that's sort of. I don't know what any. Like I said, I wrote this weeks ago, so I don't know if that makes any sense. I think growing into love. Maybe that's like the friend thing where they realize that they've had chemistry and actually right. do love each other. Mm -hmm. Can you grow out of lust? Yeah, I yeah. think that's when you have all chemistry and no compatibility. Right. Because then it's just sort of dull there at that point. It's sort of, we're here more for the, if we're going back to like the intellectual and spiritual, but there's really, that's the only reason you guys are together. Yeah. And not the actual like emotional and physical, which is like sort of like the more, I guess, in terms of like romantic relationships where that will lead into mm -hmm. like you know like obviously and that's interesting hmm i know you said don't talk about anything current which i'm not but had so in i guess previous relationships were they friendships first or um I haven't ever been in a relationship where we've been friends for years before we dated. Okay. Well, maybe like in high school or something. Right. But I would say more recently, it really hasn't been someone that I've been friends with. Okay. That makes sense. Hmm. But it's also because I think 
I'm not from here. So you move to a bigger city, right. you don't really know people. Right. Maybe you kind of have like an alumni network or mm -hmm. something, but you don't necessarily consider them like dating prospects. I don't know. Right. It's just kind of different. That is interesting because I know like when I lived in California for a year, I didn't really date. And also because when I was living in California, dating apps weren't really around yet. So it was just sort of like more of a, I'm just figuring myself out, not as much of, um, what's it saying? Um, sort of like actually looking for a relationship. It's sort of like, cool, I'm in this new city. I really don't, I'm trying to get settled and et cetera or I guess get more comfortable in this new city. Whereas in like in New York, it's sort of like if you didn't use dating apps, I guess the next option would be going out and meeting people or you also have a lot of friends. So if someone says like, hey, I think you too would. Yeah. Or I guess that's a point where you sort of get matchmaked, I guess. Yeah, I think you don't really think of, like your friend group's kind of your support group if you move to a new city. So you mm -hmm. kind of don't really think about it in terms of dating. Right. You're just sort of, okay, cool, I'm here to, under, like, I guess, explore the city and figure out what's there, what's here besides work and bars and, I guess, I guess New York has a lot more to offer than San Diego did, because San Diego for me was more bars, restaurants, Balboa Park, beaches, that was pretty much about it that I was always trying to figure out on a weekly basis, but at no point was I thinking, you know what, I really need to be dating here. I guess because I'm more settled here now, I sort of have that different perspective where it's like, oh, are you dating or etc. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, especially um, after I did yours. So it was kind of cool for you to like come back and sort of like switch seats. Yeah. Glad everything could come full circle. For sure. Um, yes. And I'll definitely make sure to include your podcast links on the bio do you I and mean, you said you also have a social for the podcast correct i have an instagram it's at sext s-e-x-t in the letter n the city cool Alrighty. well thanks again and thank, thank you guys for listening actually one last word anchor the app that i use to record and distribute the podcast they have an option for listener support so if you just go to anchor.fm slash sarcastony which is s-a-r-c-a-s-t-o-n-y um there's different options i usually just say go for like the 99 cent option because the way i think about it is just all the change you accumulate throughout the week and that'd be awesome just because it would help me record elsewhere instead of just inside someone's place or in their office so any support would be helpful and that'd be awesome so thanks again for listening